You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You don't just live in your home. You live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. We're taking you inside the mind of a man. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey everybody, it's Bob Guinea here. Welcome to How Men Think. I am your guest host for the show this week, which I'm very excited about. Um, very proud to be here. I think I was on one of the early episodes um, of How Men Think, and I will tell you the early answer to How Men Think is is not enough. It's it's never enough. Uh, men don't think much at all. At least I don't. And so I'm proud to be here uh, and excited to go through uh, my thought processes with you on everything that has anything to do with relationships, and uh, all the things I seem to be really bad at. Um, anyway, I'm Bob Guinea. Um, you probably know me, if you know me at all, from The Bachelor stuff, uh, which is a long, long, long time ago, um, pre-Ben Higgins. So it's like it's like a PBH, pre-Ben Higgins, or post-Ben Higgins is how I look at it. Uh, I'm in the pre-era, so before Jason Mesnick. I mean, it goes way back, guys. Before Jesse Palmer who's now hosting The Bachelor, to give you uh, uh, an idea. Um, but I was on the first season of The Bachelorette, actually, with Trista. And then they gave me my own season uh, of The Bachelor right after that. And um, that was season four. So to give you an idea, I think we're at season like 61 right now of The Bachelor. So pretty crazy stuff. Um, but a lot of fun. Not much has changed uh, on the format of the show from then to now. Then it was in black and white. Uh, now it's in Technicolor. So other than that, I think we're pretty good. Um, but uh, also went on to host a, a segment on the Today Show called the Men Tell All panel, which I think really primes me perfectly uh, for hosting the show today uh, for What Men Think. We're going to have some fun. We're going to answer some questions. And then uh, we're going to open it up to have some live callers call in and haze me, which will be enjoyable. And um, and uh, that's the kind of thing we're going to do today. So it's going to be great. Um I will let you guys know uh, ahead of time. I am uh, mar married now, no longer a bachelor, even though I still get called Bachelor Bob all the time from all the stuff I got to do with Oprah. And she would always say, Bachelor Bob, as she would do. And uh, it seems like that one's stuck. So everywhere I go, it's like, you know, pizza for Bachelor Bob. I'm like, thanks, guys. 
Thank you so much. Um, but I wanted to do some questions. We wanted to do some questions so that you guys could get an idea uh, to know a little bit about me. So um, what are you known for? Tell us about yourself. I think I handled that, right? Uh, mostly the Bachelor stuff. Hosted a bunch of home renovation shows over the years. I was also a musician. Playing a band called Band From TV, which is made up of Hugh Laurie from House, who's Dr. House. Uh, Jesse Spencer, who was um, also on House at one time, but then he became Lieutenant Casey on Chicago Fire. And then if you're a sci-fi lover, we've got uh, Scott Grimes from the Orville, who's in the band, and uh, myself. A uh, bunch of guys from Heroes, the little TV show Heroes. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of people that kind of rattle around inside the band, but the coolest thing is we give it all to charity. So we'll play all these corporate gigs for all these different places and we'll give all that money to charity which is a lot of fun so my charity is the children's hospital uh los angeles and lupus la which are two causes that mean something to me and uh children's hospital i started supporting even before i had kids um and um i really just always felt like kids shouldn't have to worry about medicine and stuff they should play and have fun and be a kid so now that i have kids i can tell you uh that that actually resonates with me even more now than it did when I first started supporting these charities. And um, I have a three and a half year old uh, whose name is Grayson. And I have an 11 month old, or no, I'm sorry. He's just, he just turned one. He just turned one last week. So don't tell my wife I said that. Uh, I have a one year old named Blake. And, uh, and I waited until I was 47 to have kids intentionally, which I'm totally kidding because it wasn't intentional, but uh, now I'm, I'm older than that, obviously. I'm 51, and I got two kids under the age of four, so it's kind of bananas to have that going on uh, at this stage in the game, especially when I went into Ralph's to buy some, some booze, and really, you know, uh, cute lady there uh, taking, you know, and she's like, oh, I need to see your ID. I'm sorry, you know, so I handed her my ID, and she looks at it, and, and at, at first I thought, oh my God, you know, she's, she's really cute. And then uh, she's like, oh my God, you're the same age as my dad. And that stressed me out, caused me shame, and, uh, you know, I've been binge eating ever since. So, you know, I eat my feelings. So anyway, that's where we are with that one. Um, married for, uh, let's see, married for four, six years. And um, yeah, so uh, just moved back to Detroit, which is my hometown. Um, had been living on the West Coast for the last 20-some years and um, wanted to move back home, be closer to my family. And uh, in the process, uh, lost my dad when I moved back home. And I was thankful to be here, uh, to be with him. And so uh, that's it for my personal life, um, as far as it goes. Uh, three shows I'm binge-watching. All right, three shows I'm binge-watching. I got a couple for you right now. One, Queen of the South. Awesome show. I am... Hardcore watching that one. I'm kind of deep on it right now. I'm almost to the last season. So I then started re-watching or re-binge watching Ted Lasso, which I love. I love that show. Uh, also up for 20 Emmy nominations, by the way, just as a sidebar for you. Very deserving, I think. Um, those are the two that I'm binge watching. I don't think I have a third right now. I'll have to find a third for you. But uh, Queen of the South, I highly recommend it. Ted Lasso. If you haven't heard of it, like, dude, what's up? Like, honestly, it's a huge show and very amazing. And um, I did finish, oh God, what was the show I just finished? Um, oh, <laughs> Outer Banks, which a little embarrassing, a little embarrassed to admit that one. It's sort of like, you know, Saved by the Bell reboot, but uh, on an island. Um, but still, gripping, awesome cast, good show. So 
There's three shows. Favorite food. Um, I got to go Mexican on this one. I'm a huge lover of all things nacho related. Even breakfast nachos, which some might know are called chilequiles. Uh, but I ha actually happen to love uh, Mexican food. And, um, but I really don't find too many foods that I don't love. Clearly. Unlike uh, one of the former hosts of the show, I am not the most fit man in America. He was ripped and yoked, and I like to uh, rip bread and shove it in my mouth and eat yolks of eggs. Uh, a career, yeah, so my career um, started off in music, uh, was really lucky, um, signed a record deal right out of college. This is way back in the day. And um, as a result, that's how the people from The Bachelor found me. And... Um, I was one of the people that uh, I never auditioned for The Bachelor. I actually uh, wouldn't have thought of myself in that re in that regard. So they uh, approached me. Uh, well, actually, my a couple of people at a company I worked with submitted my information without me knowing it. So by the time they flew me out there, it was like it was two weeks before the show started, a month before the show started, and that was for Trista's season. Uh, but that kickstarted my career, and then um, obviously, then The Bachelor came after that, and then Oprah was a big fan of the show at the time, and Oprah thought I was funny. So Oprah made me her man on the street. And I did a bunch of segments with her, did her show a ton, and um, it was pretty awesome. Uh, kind of learned how to do interviews from doing the Oprah show, basically. And uh, from there, it kind of launched me to work for The View, which at the time was a much different show than it is today. Um, a lot less political, a lot more fun, I think. Um, and so I went to work for The View, then ABC Daytime for several years. And then I started hosting a bunch of HGTV stuff and um, TLC and you name the network. I was probably on it at some point doing a show that is very forgetful. Uh, but I had a long string of those game shows. Um, it never, you know, obviously never left music and stayed with the band from TV stuff. And um, so, yeah, it's been pretty rewarding. Now I actually host Deal or No Deal which I don't know if you guys remember that show with Howie Mandel and the 20 briefcase models back in the day. And so now I'm hosting that as well, which is a, a reboot of that and is a live version of that, which is pretty cool. And um, on top of that, you know, trying to hold down my day job, which I also never quit. So I stayed, I never just left for entertainment. Even when I was doing all the other stuff, I always kept my, uh, my feet in the finance world. And so I still kick around there quite a bit. Um, with a bunch of great companies and, and one in particular uh, called Lincoln Financial, which is uh, a great company and allows me a lot of flexibility. They're very nice. Uh, my biggest fear in life. Okay, this is one I think is, is very telling, right? So I would say at one point I would have said clowns. Who are we kidding? Clowns are terrifying. There's nothing even funny about a clown. It's just scary as hell. But now that I have kids... Um, I mean, God, I mean, the list goes on, right? I mean, uh, from uh, fear now, like the biggest fear I have now is, is something happening to one of my kids or, you know, not being there when the scary part of Moana comes on. I mean, there's a lot of things to be concerned about as a dad. So I'm dialed into that stuff now. But uh, I'd say clowns are still probably on my list. Pretty, you know, top three. Easy. Uh, biggest pet peeve. I got so many. I fly a lot. I travel a lot. And um, I hate sitting next to people wearing flip-flops. Drives me crazy. I don't know why. I don't really know why I'm so irritated by it. Um, but it's also a very gender-specific thing. The lady has nice feet and is wearing flip-flops. I don't have a problem. If a dude gets on the plane with a flip-flop, I, I, I need to move my seat. 
you know, and um, I would literally go from first class to the back of the plane if I if I had to sit next to some dude with stinky feet. Um, that's that's probably it. <laughs> what makes me the most happy? Oh man, so many things. Uh, you know, I mean, a nice Tito's and soda with lemon always makes me happy. Um, of course, you know, as a dad, I say my kids uh, are probably top of the list. They probably usurp the Tito's and soda with lemon. Um, but I would say it's uh, a pretty close second. Just kidding. Uh, what is my ideal Saturday morning? This again, this is one of the things. So I used to always say, even when I was The Bachelor, I had this thing where I was like, you know, what's your perfect Sunday morning for me? It was all about Sunday mornings. Because I had a thing back then called No Talk Sundays. And I loved them. I loved them. Single dude. You know, I, I just, I didn't want to have to have conversations with people on Sundays. I wasn't going to brunch on a Sunday. I just wanted to be on the couch or in the pool or whatever and not have to deal with a bunch of drama, you know? So I was always like, I think Sundays on the seventh day I'll rest and I will allow myself to not have to speak to anybody. And uh, so that would still be an ideal day um, to have occasionally. And for someone who really loves to talk like I do, that's probably shocking to, uh, to anyone who knows me, but... I actually do kind of love having those days uh, that are, you know, no talk days. But um, yeah, I'd say that's probably still resonates. And then I'd also say now, you know, uh, if the kids would sleep in, that'd be an ideal Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Right now, both my both my sons, uh, you know, they're they're fidgety and making some noise at like 6 a.m. every day. So needless to say, a few extra Tito's and sodas the night before. Don't really have you feeling super good at 6 a.m. And uh, especially when you aren't just waking up and lounging, you're waking up and going after it. You know, like kids, that's the one thing I learned at my uh, ripe age is that kids don't really have like a chill button. They wake up at 6 a.m. and it's, you know, full speed ahead. They want to play. They want to go outside. They want to, you know, take a car ride. They want to, you know, wrestle. I mean, it's it's endless. It's awesome. Uh, but it's definitely not something for the uh, faint of heart. Uh, are you more of the athlete or the armchair quarterback? So I was an athlete uh, my whole life. I played football in college and played a bunch of sports uh, previous to that and um, considered myself still a pretty good athlete, I guess, up until a few years ago um, when I just my body just started falling apart from all the knee surgeries and everything else. But I would say I was definitely an athlete for the longest period of time, and now I'm probably a little mix of both. Like right now, I'm trying to get myself into pickleball, and uh, I'm very judgy of other pickleballers. Uh, you know, I, I've only played once, but I still think I'm super good at it. Um, basketball, love to play basketball. Still love to throw the football around. Trying to get my son to, you know, play t-ball uh, with me. And uh, but I think when I think about myself as an athlete now, I'm probably more of a, a you know, uh, what do you call it? a bag thrower, like cornhole, right? So I'm that's my sport now. Bowling. Although I don't bowl, but if I did, that would be a good one. Lawn darts, you know, low impact, uh, low impact and uh, high scoring potential. What keeps you motivated? Um, I've always been a pretty motivated person. So I'm someone who's I'm very self-motivated. Um, I like to think that, you know, I'm getting out of bed every day. I'm going to do something fun. Uh, if it's not fun, why do it? It's kind of always been my mantra. Um, but, you know, now having children and, you know, I, I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to keep me young, right? I'm still going to look like their grandpa at t-ball games or softball games or baseball games, whatever sports they play uh, as I get older, which is just going to happen, right? You know, I'm going to be like the, at my 10-year-old's game and they're going to be like, oh, your grandpa's so nice coming to all these games. 
I'll have my walker. They'll be like, no, that's, that's my dad. Um, so that's going to be the, my life regardless. Uh, but, um, you know, I think it's going to keep me young at heart anyway. I mean, so if nothing else, I'm going to, you know, remain active enough uh, to have, you know, two boys at least until they're both 18. So that gives me uh, that gives me till I'm 70 <laughs> ish close to it anyway. So, uh, yeah, I would say that's a pretty big motivator. You know, I want my kids to have things that I didn't have as a kid, which, um, frankly, uh, I, had, I had amazing parents and amazing family. I, I didn't want for much, but, you know, the times are changing. So got to get, you know, got to get an iPhone in first grade, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I'm trying to find like a manual on that because I, I think it might be a little early uh, first grade, you know, maybe sixth grade, seventh grade, 10th grade. I don't really know. I'd like to know. I'd like to know what all the parents out there think. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I would say uh, keeps me motivated are, uh, is, is keeping up with my kids and making sure that, you know, they still will listen to me even if I can't hear them properly. So, all right. So that's our 11 questions with me. Uh, it's the top of the show here for How Men Think. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to take some questions from uh, some of you all. So stick with us. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everybody, welcome back to How Men Think. I am your guest host for the week, Bob Guinea. Uh, we are uh, very excited. We got some live callers calling in to ask me some questions and I don't know what they are. I'm going to try and do my very best uh, to answer them honestly. <laughs> or not, depending on the question. Uh, but you're never going to know the difference, so I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, we're back here with How Men Think. Uh, let's go to our first caller calling in. Her name is Joanne. Hi, Joanne. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling into How Men Think. I mean, this is, uh, I, I guess it's unusual that I would expect it to, I, I thought it would have been uh, a guy calling. I don't know why. It doesn't make, I, I should have expected a woman. So thanks for calling. I mean, we're trying to find out how men think here, right? So let me, hopefully uh, I can answer your questions. So what, what do you got for me? Well, I am divorced in my 40s and I just don't know if like men are interested, 
like dating someone like me. I'm 41, no kids. Are people interested in that? In addition to that, are they like, how do I even get in the, the dating game? I literally have no idea how to navigate any of this. Yeah. And how long were you married before you got divorced? We were married for 10 years. Okay. So you got married at what, 31, right? And got divorced at 41. You know, I mean, honestly, I, I happen to also be a uh, previously divorced person. And I can honestly say sometimes life begins after divorce. You know what I mean? So I think you'd be, I, I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice by trying to like, you know, pigeonhole yourself as do people want to date someone like me? I'm 41 and divorced. I mean, more than 50% of the population is divorced or has been divorced, right? So I get it though. You feel like when you go through a divorce, if you're anything like me, even if you wanted the divorce, you still feel like a bit of a, like you failed at something, you know, or you feel like you have this stigma about you because maybe you're the only person in your family, immediate family that got divorced and everyone else has stayed together or whatever. That was the case with me anyway, was, you know, my sister and brother-in-law had been together like 30 some years. My parents, you know, we celebrated their 56th wedding anniversary before my dad passed. And it's like, you know, and here I was, you know, getting divorced, you know, and, um, but I feel like life kind of begins a little bit after that because, you know, now you know what you want and you know who you are and you're really comfortable, I would think, or at least if you're not, then that's your first thing to do is get comfortable, you know, get comfortable with yourself because, you know, um, the best part about this, and I say this as someone who I was also divorced without kids, that's, that's a good thing um, because, you know, one of the things that um, I think would have been hard for me, and this is just speaking personally, if I did have kids with one of my exes was having that relationship kind of continue in my life while I was trying to, you know, trying to have a new one. And um, I mean, are you like that? Would you think you would have felt that same way? Like, is it, is it almost like a, a burden released that you, d you didn't have kids previously? I feel like that is the case just because my relationship was definitely tumultuous. So I don't know if the co-parenting thing would have worked out, but at the yeah. same time, you know how people have that, judgment on you're this age you've been married and you don't have kids that's yeah. kind of weird yeah people judge everything people yeah. suck to a certain degree <laughs> i don't know if i can say that but i would say that that is kind of true because everybody lives in this glass house and they are you know the i mean i can say this i i just did this article for some magazine recently i can't remember what one it was and they asked me like you know if you had advice to give to a um, to a parent, what would your advice be? And I, I, and I said, actually, my advice wouldn't be to parents. My advice would be people who aren't parents. Stop judging parents. You know, like it's tough, right? Like you, you go to a restaurant and you sit down and you see some kids sitting there with an iPad and you're like, oh my God, my kid will never do that. Uh, yeah, they will. And you yeah. want them to do that so you can have like five minutes to eat your spaghetti because your kid is driving you bananas. And I say that as somebody who loves my kids. So it's like, you know, until we walk, you know, in somebody else's shoes, it's really easy to judge. And it might be, that might be some of your own judgment too. Cause I know I did that to myself. Like I was like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm a total loser. You know, I mean, go on the bachelor and end up being divorced. And, you know, cause I, I actually met and married someone who wasn't on the show and mm -hmm. we ended up getting divorced and it was, you know, obviously, you know, public and all that kind of stuff. And it sucked cause I was prejudging me for everyone else in my mind. I'm like, they probably think this of me when, you know, I, I think, I think we give ourselves a little too much pressure in that regard because Everybody, I think, is so worried about their own life right now that they don't really even have time to focus on yours. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's like, I think, I mean, you know, so it's almost easier for you to give yourself a break and just be like, look, man, I'm doing me now. I'm 41. 
I'm single. I don't need a relationship. I don't need a man to make me happy, but I'm going to make myself happy first. And then who knows, you know, maybe I'll step into something that'll be awesome. And, um, that, that really did happen to me. Like I met my wife, uh, my now wife. Um, I didn't want to be married. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm never getting married. I told her I was never getting married. And, uh, that was clearly wrong because now I'm married with two kids. So I <laughs> totally screwed that up. But I was so focused just on being happy with myself and not worrying about trying to find the next whatever. And I think, um, you know, I think that's that's a powerful position for you to be in. So, you know, I think you should you should try to celebrate it a little bit and, and give yourself a bit of a break. I hope that right. helps. Thank you so much. Yes. You're welcome. It's nice talking to you. Thank you. Hey, Jada. Thanks for calling How Men Think. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well today. Thanks. Uh, you have a question for me? I do. Um, so I've been married for about five years now. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I, we just had a baby girl. And she's beautiful and I love her. Uh, but lately I've been kind of feeling like uh, my husband is pulling away because of course, like our priority has been around the baby. Yeah. And yeah, we're just not as close, like intimately as we, as we used to be. So it's been an adjustment for the both of us. And I just want to, I want to get some advice on how to get the spark going again. Uh, Is this your first, your first child? Yes. Okay. And how old is she? She's about six months now. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so we're, we're not too far off. I have a, a, a one-year-old just turned one, um, baby boy. Maybe they'll meet someday. Who knows? Maybe they'll date. This would be amazing. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And then I also have a three-year-old, you know, I mean, it's tough. I, I'll, I'll say, honestly, you know, it's, I don't think there's any boilerplate answer for this. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, your priorities have shifted and as they should. You know, and it's hard because you're, you know, all of your time and energy and effort is going towards keeping this beautiful little baby alive and healthy. And, you know, the baby doesn't care if you guys are going to have, you know, mommy and daddy night, date night. The baby starts crying, date night's over, you know. And um, I mean, my wife and I struggle with it, too. I think uh, I think everybody does, you know, and um Man, I, I this is going to be uh, uh, maybe a, a terrible thing to say, but I love counseling, like therapy, and I never really did it. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest. It wasn't really a, something that, you know, we did <laughs> where I was from and where uh, I grew up. And then I landed on the West Coast for a long time. And there it's like, you know, you, you have your therapist and you have your chiropractor and you have, you know, everybody on speed dial. Um but it's nice to get into a room with somebody and you can do it now, you know, post COVID, you can do it online. You can do an online session even where you, you, you and your husband can just sit there and have someone else to talk to about what's going on and how you're feeling and, you know, what's bothering each of you, but also just what's concerning you. Right. I mean, cause everything that we get upset about or irritated by generally is driven from fear, right? Whether it's fear of, what's going to happen in the future or fear of dealing with what we're dealing with, you know, right now. I mean, there's a million things. And like I said, I think every couple goes through it, especially when they have a child. So I don't think you're that far off. Um, But I also understand what you're saying. It's like, you know, you want to communicate better and you want to, 
you know, I, I mean, like for, for my wife and I, our big thing was, you know, we wanted to learn how to disagree, learn how to fight, not, not, you know, fight, fight, but like learn how to have an argument without just immediately shutting the other person down. And, um, you know, and I think those kind of things come from frustration and exhaustion. I mean, you probably haven't slept well in a while, you know, because you got a six month old. So I, I think, you know, give yourself a little bit of a break. I think, I think you're, you're, you know, all you, all you, each of you can do is, is, is as much as you can do. And if, you know, if the, if the relationship is, is worth the effort, which it sounds like it is, and you have a new baby and everything else, then it might be helpful to talk to somebody that will just listen to the two of you, not necessarily sit there and bitch about each other, but like to talk about, you know, what's, you know, what's causing you concern and what's making you nervous and what's making you upset. And, you know, if you're feeling uh, like you want to be physical more than he is or vice versa, you know, what do we do about that? And, you know, I mean, I'd love to say I had answers for that kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, I think the the biggest answer is just to, to give yourself the freedom of knowing that you're kind of in the middle of this, you know, period of your life where, Things are changing rapidly and hugely in that, you know, your guys' responsibility is no more just your commitment to each other, but it's your commitment to your kid. And then, but you still can't forget about that commitment to each other either. So, you know, I, we, my wife and I have struggled with it too. So I, I think you, to know you're not alone, I hope that helps a little. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, I would say definitely try, try to find someone to kind of bridge the gap for you guys conversationally. And maybe you'll be in a good spot where you can, you know, um, arrive at, at something that works for both of you, you know? Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. I hope it helps. It, it does. I, 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 I think it will for sure. Awesome. Well, good luck with it. And next time I'm hosting this thing, call back and, and uh, we can talk about how it went and I'll tell you how it's going for me too. <laughs> okay. That sounds great. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks, Jada. Thank you. Hi, Delaney. You're on uh, how men think with Bob Guinea. How are you? good how are you i'm doing well thanks what are you calling in for today what kind of questions you got so i'm single but i've had a few instances where i've had amazing conversations with the guy while i was out and i feel like we connected and vibed but they've never asked for my number at the end of the night and so i guess my question is if they don't ask for it does that mean they aren't interested and is it too forward to ask for their numbers is do guys like that if we do I think totally. I think you should totally ask for the numbers if you're if you're feeling a vibe from them. And, you know, and, and there's a different way to do it, too. You know, I, I had someone one time who I thought was uh, it was pretty cool. She actually she said, let me see your phone. And I was like, what? And she put my like her number in my phone and, and hit send mm -hmm. and it like called her, you know, and she's like, OK, now we have each other's numbers. And um, and it was kind of cute and flirty and funny. Um, and it was, it was a different way to do it, you know, but it was like, it was kind of, it was kind of cool because if it was for that moment, at least it worked for our situation, you know, yeah. it was casual and it was fun and, and it wasn't anything like, you know, uh, it, it wasn't anything where it was like someone felt like they had to put something in their calendar to call on a certain date and, you know, be held to the, you know, to anything. But it was, it was also cool though, because, you know, later that night, like she texted and was like, you know, hey, it was great meeting you tonight, blah, 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 blah. And, I, and I'm sure you have a million phone numbers in your phone. My name's, you know, Jenny or whatever. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, that's so, that's cool. You know, it was like a different way to go about it. So I don't think in, in you know, in, in the life, uh, the day we live in right now, I don't think it's 
it's too forward. I don't think it's, you know, um, out of place. I don't think it's, if you're interested in someone and, you know, you don't even know, I mean, they might be on dating apps or you might be on dating apps or whatever, you know, there could be a million different things that's pulling their attention. And so, you know, something like that is kind of a fun, you know, like I said, like a not really a super kind of in your face way of giving each other a way to contact one another and kind of letting it go from there, you know? So if, if one of you reaches out and the other one doesn't, well, there you go. Now you have your answer, you know, um, and vice versa, but it's fun and it's playful enough that it's like, um, I don't know. I, I, I'll just say, I really liked it. I thought it was a cool way to go. And, and, um, and I ended up, you know, uh, really, we didn't end up together forever, but you know, we ended up getting to hang out a little bit and have some fun. And, um, and it was something that I thought was like a really redeeming quality of that person, you know, years later when I look back at it. So I think that's a cool way to go. What do you think? You think you would do it? Yeah. I mean, after hearing what you just said, I, I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a fun thing too, because you know, you're, you're not saying you're necessarily going to call them. You're not saying you're going to, you know, you're just saying, Hey, in this moment, I think you're kind of fun. Doody, doody, do. And then, you know, you might change your mind to meet somebody else 10 minutes later that you like better and be like over that dude, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> but and another thing. So when you do that, I will tell you something that my wife does uh, or did. And it's funny. Cause you know, years later, she still has phone numbers in her phone of, you know, dude, she met or whatever. And she would always put like descriptors in there. So like if, mm-hmm. you know, it would be like, you know, uh, she has a friend and her name is like, you know, Debbie. And it's like Debbie, party girl, you know, whatever, blonde, you know. And so she has all these like descriptors in her phone. And so when the person would call her, it would kind of like signify something that would make her remember that person. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's something too, like you can walk away from that conversation and go to the bathroom or whatever and put that person in your contacts and be like, you know, Jim, you know, dark hair, uh, you know, BMX rider or something. I don't know. And it's like, okay, now it remember, you remember something from the conversation that will trigger you if you don't hear from him in like two weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's also a cool way for you to kind of control the, the narrative too. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I completely agree. So, well, good luck with it. I hope it works. Hey, appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Take care. You too. Hi, Kate. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. Thanks. What do you guys a question for me? Well, um, you know, just lately, um, my husband has been doing a lot of work. He's been working more, you know, lots of overtime, late hours. And when he comes home, he's super like, like almost mean, he's agitated, he's stressed out, he's snapping at me and the kids. And it's just really irritating. And he, the thing is, he doesn't have to work late. He doesn't have to do all this overtime. But he says that he wants to do it because he's making extra money for us to be able to provide, you know, like vacations and things for the house, things for the kids. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm really torn about this because, at this, you know, on one hand, I'm really grateful and appreciative that he wants to provide for us so that we can have all of these things, which is nice. Right. But on the other hand, I feel like him providing and doing all this extra work so that we can have this stuff, which is nice to have, but doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Um, is costing us emotionally because I almost hate it when he comes home because he's, I know he's going to be grumpy and mean. And, I, you know, I don't really know how to approach him and ask him 
to cut back because I know he enjoys providing and, and it's something he wants to do, but it's, I feel like it's costing us otherwise. So I just don't really yeah. know what to do at this point. Man, I, I feel like literally, I feel like I, I, if I were like a fly on the wall right now, listening to my wife talk about me, she might sound exactly the same way. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things like you go, you know, you think you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and what you want to be doing. But for some reason, the people that you're doing it for, you're almost like, you know, uh, venting on them because you're doing it. Right. So it's like, you know, I, it, he might be feeling this pressure that he's creating for himself which I know I do. Um, that might just be a real, a, a guy thing. I don't know. I mean, I know I do this. I know I do these things. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like it's, you know, it's a good thing. You know, there's a lot of men that don't want to provide, but you know, at, at what cost though? I mean, it's just right. stuff. Yeah. You know, my wife says, my wife has said that to me before too. Like, you know, who cares if we have all this, we, we still have to be good together. And that's a big, that's a big component of it that, you know, sometimes guys bury themselves in work for a million reasons. And, you know, I think one of them is this pressure that we put on ourselves to be the provider and to be the person that's, you know, making sure everybody has what they need. And you don't have to worry about asking about this or that, you know, and, and or choosing between this and that. Um, so, I mean, I get the, I get where the pressure comes from. You know, it might be one of those things too, where, you know, uh, maybe have you guys talked about this at all? Like, have you ever said, you know, Hey, you seem really stressed when you come home. I get it. I mean, it sounds like you probably have. You seem like you're really willing to communicate. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't go well. I mean, because yeah. I feel like I'm, I might accidentally be hurting his pride or his ego. And I'm, it's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I just, I just don't want him to burn out and lose our relationship and all this stuff in the process. So. Yeah, it's just a no, deli delicate, delicate balance, delicate balance. It really is. You know, I think I think it's hard and, it, and it's hard from the standpoint of, of from where a guy's coming from, too, because you're right. That could that could hurt his pride that he's not able to do it all and do it all with a smile, you know, and, um, you know, from that perspective, like, you know, he might not even realize that he's being edgy and short and, you know, a little bit you know, temperamental and he might not even realize it. And, and then when you let him know, the initial reaction is probably going to be defensive. Like, what are you talking about? You know, well, I'm exhausted. I'm working my ass off, you know? And so it becomes one of these things. that's like a recurring argument that, you know, it's like groundhog day. Right. And you keep trying to, you know, wake up the next day and it's this exact same thing over and over and over again. And the only way to, to fix it is to break the cycle, you know? So, um, whether it's, you know, you saying, you know, Hey, listen, on, you know, this next week you have, this day and this day off and maybe instead of, and I know this is counterintuitive, but you know, maybe instead of us packing everything into those two days that you have off, just take the day, you know, and, and I get it. This sounds like a terrible piece of advice, but it will make him be like, Oh my God, I don't want that. I might, he might think he wants that. I mean, I know I think I want that. And then if my wife and my kids are going to like the zoo or something, I'm like, man, I want to go to the zoo with them. I don't want to not miss, I don't want to miss out on that experience. And so, you know, it becomes kind of one of those things where you start looking within and, 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 you know, maybe it's just a way to hit the reset button for him, you know, is to realize that, you know, when he comes home and works all these extra hours and stuff, he's missing out on this great time with his kids as opposed to, and his wife, as opposed to, you know, making an extra 50 bucks that day or hundred bucks that day or whatever it might be. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's wired differently and, and, you know, what makes them tick is going to be different than something that makes me tick. But I, I will say that that's something that has worked for me in the past when my wife will be like, you know, 
what's it all worth if you're not able to spend this time with us? And it hits me, you know, it really affects me. So, you know, maybe that will be something that will work for you too. All right. Well, I guess the only thing I can do is just give that a try and, and see if that maybe gets through to him and, you know, if we can start spark a change in him. Yeah. I mean, you know him better, obviously than, than, than anybody. So it's like, you know, there, there might be a little twist here and there or a little, you know, uh, uh, you know, something a little bit different that might work that, you know, you can personalize that and make it your own. But I think it is kind of a, a nice feeling when the person that you love the most, who is, you know, your wife and your kids, when it's like, you know, all they really want is to be with you. You know, it, it makes you kind of take a step back and go, man, what am I doing all this for? You know, I'm like killing myself over, you know, how much money, you know, is it ever enough? And it's never enough. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, maybe taking one or two of those days and not doing that over time, but instead getting to spend a little more time, quality time with you and the kids, it will be a lot more beneficial in the long run. Well, I hope so. And like I said, that's uh, definitely something I'll give it a try and we'll see how it works. And I appreciate the input on that. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I hope it works Good. out for you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was nice talking to you. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi. Hey, Patty. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty fantastic. Thanks. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. So my husband and I, we have been married for a few years and our parents always bring up, when are we going to have kids? <laughs> His parents talk about it. My mom talks about it. They're all excited to be grandparents. But I feel like we're not ready yet. And we kind of just want to enjoy being married for a little bit longer. And so I'm so curious, how can we talk to them about this without offending them? And not how, busting their dreams right now. I know. How, how long did you guys date before you got married? Five years. So you probably heard a ton. When are you guys getting married? Right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It doesn't stop. Yep. I know. It's this, it's this weird, crazy cycle. I, I used to say it all the time. My wife and I dated for three years before we got married. And in that three-year time... I probably heard it like a thousand times. And then the second we got married, it's like, when do we get grandkids? And I remember saying to them, I was like, hey, back off, man. Like, you know, I made it funny, but I was just like, guys, you, you know, you busted our chops for, you know, five years to get married. We finally were, you know, we finally did it. We got married and now we want to enjoy being married a little bit before we know we're on lockdown for the next 18 years. So, right. you know, give us a little breathing room here. And I think, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I mean, I had kids so much later in life that I got, I understood where the, the big rush was coming from. They're like, you know, hey man, we only got so much time here as grandparents uh, with me waiting so long to have kids. I didn't have kids till I was 47. But, um, you know, I'm sure unlike me, you're probably much younger than that. And, you know, from that perspective, it's like, I, I think it's a fun, there's a fun way to do it. You know, like, uh, you know, maybe you could even say like, your, to your parents and to his parents, you know, like find out how long they were married before they had kids. Hopefully it was a couple years, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then you could say to them, well, hey, you and dad were married for four years before you had kids. And that was back in the, you know, whatever era when, you know, everybody had kids right away and you guys, you know, waited three years or whatever it is just to give yourself some, you know, some, some time and to give them some context, you know, because, in their minds, all they can think of is, oh, man, we got to have a grandkid right away. And I, I will say that, you know, one of the big things that my wife and I talk about all the time is that we both had time to, you know, it, it, before we got together, I mean, that we were, we sowed our oats, we had fun, we did whatever we were going to do. Then when we got married, it's like, now we get to have fun together. And we, and we took a couple of years of doing that before we decided to have kids. And I'm really thankful that we did. We traveled a ton. You know, we got a chance to do a bunch of fun things. And when did you get, how long have you guys been married? Two years now. 
So you got married like what, right, right during COVID? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. We got postponed. We just kind of did it ourselves. We went into the street. Our parents were there. It was super small, but we were just like, we're doing this. Yeah. And that's awesome. But COVID sucked. I mean, COVID, you couldn't travel, you couldn't do all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, if nothing else, it buys you a buffer, you know, two years, I would think. Like you could say, hey guys, we got married during COVID. So all that fun stuff that you all got to do for honeymoons and everything else, we didn't get to do any of that crap. So we're going to do it now and we're going to enjoy ourselves. And then we're going to make sure we're in the right place to have kids because, you know, COVID really screwed up everything. And I think that kind of makes sense. Yes. Buy us some time, right? Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, let's just calm it down and let's go have fun because they know what happened to our wedding. So Yeah, exactly. And the, the beauty it. of it is, too, like, they'll quit, they'll quit asking and then all of a sudden you'll be a surprise again because they'll think they're not supposed to ask and you'll be like, hey, guys, guess what? Boom. And they'll be fi- all fired up again in, you know, no time. So you'll be all good. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Good luck. Thank you. All right, so that was our call-in questions, which was very, very fun for me. I actually had a great time. Thank you all for calling in and for listening to the show. We're going to take a really quick break, and when we come back, we got a little bit more Q&A, and uh, and then we're going to put a big bow on this thing. So thank you for listening to How Men Think. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to How Men Think. I am Bob Guinea, your guest host for the week. Now, I got some questions here that I think are pretty good. And so I want to kind of try to tackle a few of them. Um, As a father of two, what advice would you give new parents? So I kind of touched on this earlier in the show that um, I didn't feel like I was really qualified just because I have kids to give parenting advice. Um, But I could give it from a different type of scope, which is because I think everyone's going to parent differently. And, um, and, and so what I was thinking was, uh, you know, and I said this earlier in the show too, was, you know, my advice would actually be to people who aren't parents or who are becoming parents or want to become parents in the future, um, to, you know, kind of take a step back and not be so judgy of people who are new parents, because I was, I think, like, I like, I look at, you know, restaurants and looking across the table and seeing someone, you know, with a kid in an iPad and my mind is like, oh my God, why, you know, why aren't they talking? You know, you don't need an iPad at the table. But when you're in a restaurant, 
I'm just going to say it. I need an iPad at that table. At some point or another, I want my kid to just relax, quit saying he has to go to the bathroom 43 times, quit trying to get up and run around the restaurant and me having to basically try and discipline him. If he's going to sit there and, you know, watch something on, on the screen, so be it. If I can have a half an hour, not even 15 minutes, whatever it is. Um, and that's something that I think is uh, more of just maybe it's age, you know, maybe it's just time with kids. I'm not sure. Um, but it's something that I think is is pretty good advice from the perspective of, you know, um, don't be so judgy. Just sort of take a step back and let people live. You know, it's been a rough couple of years with COVID and everything else. It's like the last thing you need is are your peers, you know, raining down a bunch of grief on you because you're, you're doing something different than they might do. So um, live and let live. Uh, that's that's what I say. All right, I've been married since 2016. Uh, what advice would I give a newlywed? Um you know, this is this is an interesting one for me because I feel like when my wife and I first got married, um, I was given some really good advice, which was to take a moment to stop and just sort of smell the roses for a minute. No bachelor pun intended right there. But um, just sort of take a minute, soak it all in, look around and really kind of enjoy the moment with with your person, you know, um, because life moves fast and, and, you know, shit happens as they say, things happen and you're going to end up in, uh, you know, a tornado of, you know, people pulling you in a million different directions the second you get home from this moment. And so really soak it in and just breathe it in for a minute and, and enjoy one another's company. And, and that minute extends. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm saying like, give yourself a couple months where you're basically like, yes, we are newlyweds. Let's let's drink it in. Let's enjoy each other's company. Let's really get to know each other as a married couple because things do change. The dynamic does change, um, and you know, enjoy that that moment that you have together. Which takes me to my next question, which is, do you feel as you evolve, your marriage should evolve as well? If so, how do you evolve together? Um, yeah, I do think as you grow, your marriage grows. Um, for better or for worse, right? That's part of the whole thing when you say your vows, for better or for worse. Um, and, you know, uh, I think acknowledging your role in it and knowing where you're at with things and trying to make it better is really all you can do. And and so you need to evolve. You need to know that you're, especially as you have kids and things like that, your partner's needs change and so do yours. And so, you know, you got to be willing to sort of not be so critical uh, or, or also not be so regimented that you're sticking with exactly what it used to be because nothing is what it used to be. That's why it's called it used to be, right? It's, it's past. So all you got to do is try to really work hard on creating the future feelings that you're going to have for that. So that's, that's the goal uh, that I have for that uh, moving forward. Oh, thank you very much. I just much. realized I'm always right. My wife just brought me lunch. How wonderful. And told me she's always right. <laughs> which is also true. She's always right. Um, and then I'll answer one more of these. Cause I think it'd be kind of fun. Um, how did you and Jessica meet and how did you pursue her? This is awesome because I don't really feel like I get to tell this uh, answer enough. So uh, we met through a friend. I actually used to have a, a radio show on Sirius XM several years ago. And my co-host introduced us uh, at a, a thing while she was trying to set me up with her other friend, actually. And, um, so I was kind of, you know, being all flirty and stupid like I do uh, with her other friend. And then the other friend kind of got annoying and weird. And um, my wife, who I call her Canyon because it's her maiden name. Uh, her name is Jessica. But I'm always, so I was calling her Canyon because there was like three Jessicas in my life at that time. And um, 
<laughs> two that I was dating and then my co-host. <laughs> uh, but that's a lot. I was, I was always honest about it up front that I was not, you know, looking to settle down. But anyway, I called her Canyon so I could, you know, differentiate. But it actually became a thing with her where she was so much fun and just, to, you know, just basically so different than the person that they were trying to set me up with that I was more drawn to her. And so um, it was very casual for a while there. And then um, all of a sudden it wasn't. And it was one of those things where it was kind of like, you know, I didn't think I wanted to get married again. Um, I was pretty much resigned to the fact that I probably wasn't going to have kids or anything. And uh, next thing you know, uh, I realized she was someone that I wanted to have a family with. And um, she gave me the opportunity to be a dad. And here I am. And it's the best thing that's ever happened. So, um, you know, I'll save you the details of how I pursued her precisely. But uh, I'll just say that it was it was something that I walked into. It wasn't something that I was deliberately going after. And um, I think the fact that, you know, it was a little less of a attempted relationship or a little less design on getting into a relationship that made it work for us because I really thought I wasn't going to be in that situation. So very glad to be in it. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to How Men Think. It's my first episode as your guest host. I've had a great day. I hope you guys have fun too. Um, thank you for all the questions and for the callers. Uh, it was awesome to interact with you guys. I will tell you, you know, uh, I used to always say, do as I say, not as I've done, uh, because I was a divorce guy. And, um, but now, uh, you know, I've been married six years, so I guess you can do as I say and, uh, not as I've done. <laughs> uh, if you like what you heard, you know, hopefully they'll have me back to guest host again sometime soon. Uh, but you can also catch us on Almost Famous, the OG podcast with Trista Sutter, uh, the original Bachelorette and myself. And, uh, we call ourselves the godfather and godmother of Bachelor Nation. So if you have any design on that show make sure you listen in because we have no idea what's going on nowadays but we talk about the good old days um and everything in that uh in that reflection so it's been great talking with you guys you can check me out on instagram at bob guinea uh twitter facebook all that good stuff is the same but uh until next time have a great day and uh i hope i was able to help tell you how men actually think this is how men think an iHeartRadio london audio production listen each thursday on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.